With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. You're listening to MLB.com Extras, brought to you by MLB.tv. It's baseball everywhere. Hey everyone, welcome to MLB.com Extras. I'm Alexa Dat, and today we are talking Cardinals baseball. So we bring in Joe Trezza, who covers the Cardinals for us here on MLB.com. Joe, let's start off with Luke Weaver. He allows one unearned run over two frames versus Boston today. What's he looking to work on, and how did he feel after his outing? Yeah, like like a lot of these guys, um, Luke is looking at the first start as just kind of a way to to get his feet wet this early in spring. Um, you know, kind of kind of work on all of his pitches, see how his command is this early in the spring. Uh, for Luke, uh, you know, those secondary pitches are very important for him, especially the changeup, which he likes to throw a lot to left-handed batters, and he has a lot of success against them uh, with it. Uh, and, and command is really big for him because Luke's not really a hard – Luke Weaver isn't exactly a super hard thrower. Um, he has to kind of rely on com- uh, command of all four of his pitches. So today was just about getting his feet wet, and he allowed one unearned run. Um, looked pretty good. Uh, probably probably wouldn't have wanted to walk that one batter, but um, but it was it was as as good a debut, a spring debut for a, a Cardinal starter um, that that the club would want. They they've had a few debuts in this past week that haven't been um, as reassuring. Uh, Carlos Martinez wasn't great in his, um, and and Miles Nicolas struggled pretty mightily in his as well. Um, but, but besides that, uh, Michael Walker was good yesterday, and Luke Weaver was pretty good today. Um, yeah. <laughs> Michael Walker also made his spring debut this week. What's the latest on his progression? Yeah, so Michael Walker is, is trying to do something a bit different this spring, as, as a lot of the Car- uh, Cardinals pitchers are. Uh, new pitching coach Mike Maddox is, is encouraging his pitchers to look for outs up in the strike zone, particularly with their fastball. And for a guy like Michael Waka, that's kind of a fairly radical shift in approach. Uh, Michael Waka is a guy who really plays off the downward plane that his mechanics kind of create. Um, he has such broad shoulders and such a big frame that he creates this very, very specific axis uh, where that, that he releases the ball from. And that fastball to a hitter it looks like it's coming down. Um, and that plays really, his, his changeup is able to play really well off of that. And that's been his bread and butter for basically since he, since he debuted in the big leagues. Um, now the Cardinals are encouraging him, to, as they are all their pitchers, to look for more outs up in the strike zone, right? So it's, it, in the past, Walker maybe would have missed with a high fastball and it would, he would have gotten away with it because um, he could just go with the changeup on the next pitch and, and kind of play it off that. But now they're, they're trying to make him go there more, more often and more intentionally. Um, so that's kind of a work in progress. He's going to work on that mostly in his bullpens. Um, and, but like I said with Luke Weaver yesterday, it was just kind of about getting back on the mound, getting a feel, um, and not so much about implementing these new approaches. All right, sounds good. Dominic Leone also made his debut. What did Mike Matheny see from him that he liked? Uh, well, the Cardinals like his, his power stuff, right? Um, they, they, they acquired him 
as, as kind of the centerpiece of the trade that sent Randall Gritchick to, to the Blue Jays. Um, he has a plus fastball and, and a, a wipeout slider. So um, he's kind of one of these guys in a crowded bullpen who could separate themselves this spring and kind of emerge as more of a trusted uh, late-inning, high-leverage uh, option. Right, so the Cardinals acquired him because they think that's what he could be. Uh, this spring isn't necessarily competition for, for him in, in the sense that he has to prove himself. I mean, he, he, he's on the roster. He's, he's in the bullpen. Um, he has an option back there. But all those guys are going to kind of be, be fighting for those high-leverage situations or the trust in those high-leverage situations. Um, that said, Mike Matheny kind of has kind of been playing, it, uh, playing kind of slow with some of his more established relievers this early in spring. So today was just Leon's first appearance. Um, Sam Tui-Lavala also uh, is debuting later today. Um, so Mike Matheny has kind of been working these guys in, easing them into spring action. Um, but in a few weeks, it's going to be a pretty pretty high leverage uh, competition to see who earns those high leverage situations. All right. Since it is spring training and none of these games actually count, let's talk about some of the guys having a little fun. And uh, you wrote about Matt Carpenter and Adam Wainwright are basically going to have a scare off throughout the entire 2018 season, trying to scare each other and one up each other with pranks. What's happened so far that we can uh, maybe judge to see who's the better prankster. I, I mean, I, I've just seen what's on Twitter, to be honest. They, they do this stuff uh, early in the morning. Um, and, and after the clubhouse is closed to the media. So uh, from what I can gather, it's basically Adam Wainwright hiding behind a door like a monster from Monsters, Monsters Inc. and waiting for Matt Carpenter to walk through and then scaring him and, and saying boo or whatever it is. And, um, uh, I, guess, I guess Carpenter fell for a few uh, you know, pretty early in camp, and now Wainwright is winning. But like you said, it's a, it's a long season. And uh, it looks like the scare-off will continue. All right. Sounds good. You'll have to keep us updated on that because I think that's what people are really interested in hearing on, to be really honest. Yeah, I've got um, a whiteboard um, in my apartment. I'm just I'm like keeping tabs. All right, good. Yeah, maybe uh, take a picture of that and put it on Twitter. It's what uh, everyone's been when dying to see. Uh, you're going to write a story about how the mound visit rule is going to change the Cardinals' strategy. And uh, this is going to be something that's going to be interesting to see how the Cardinals implement it throughout the season. What specifically are they saying about how the rule change is going to affect them? Right. So, obviously, these rule changes are going to affect every team um, going forward. Right? Teams have to be, be more judicious about how, how often they visit the mound. And it's not just how often a coach goes to talk to a pitcher or, or how often a catcher goes out to the mound to kind of rework the signals or, 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 or change the signs or, or something like that. Uh, it, uh, when a second baseman goes over to kind of just pat a pitcher on the butt or when a third baseman runs the ball in after a strikeout, that's considered a mound visit now. Um, and those are just kind of you know, like things we kind of took for granted, just like natural, uh, it's just natural like flow of the game type stuff that players just instinctually did, right? Now they have to kind of kind of curb that a little bit and be be very aware of how often they're walking towards the mound or else it could hurt their team later in the game because if you exceed six mound visits throughout the game it's at, at the seventh one the pitcher has to be removed so just imagine uh it's the ninth inning and your closer is is, is on the mound with two guys on and the tying run at the plate or whatever and the pitching coach goes out and then they have to remove their closer because the second baseman uh, 
went over to touch the rosin bag in the third inning or, or whatever it might be, right? So that's the thing that the Cardinals are trying to make sure never happens during the regular season. Um, they have completely changed their approach towards um, the delivery of signs um, and the systems um, through which those signs are communicated, right? So um, basically, manager Mike Mafidi has he's prohibited any visits from any infielders to the mound in a game situation uh, that, that aren't directed from the dugout, right? So he's going to be controlling basically all infielder movement now, as well as everything else. Um, they're going to have, the organization's going to implement universal signs and universal signs to change the sign. <laughs> and by universal, I mean they'll be consistent throughout the, uh, throughout the major league level, the AAA level, and the AA level. Uh, and the reason for this is because during the season, the club is going to pick up and, and, and send down and option a lot, of, um, a lot of relievers, you know, kind of cycle them through. You come up to the majors for a few days, pitch, and then you, option, you get optioned down and a fresh arm comes back up. So these signs and these, these, these systems have to be consistent throughout basically all the, all the teams that have players that could play in the majors at some point. And so that's been taking up a lot of the brain power and, 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 and preparation time here at Cardinals camp for a lot of this spring. And what management is really trying to do is just cover all the bases and, 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 and touch on every possible situation to make sure that they don't accidentally hurt themselves by really kind of just, you know, making an accidental visit or, or just, or, 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 or doing something that in the past wouldn't have been illegal or, or wouldn't have, wouldn't have hurt them. Um, they're basically just trying to avoid mistakes, but what has happened is that it's kind of mushroomed out into this big strategic thing where the club has to basically prepare for every possible situation. And once, once you, you uncover one, then you realize that there's another similar one, and then there's another one, another one, and another one after that. And you really, it's, um, it's getting quite complicated. So um, but what, but what management is trying to do now is try to make it as, as, as least complicated or as simple as possible for the players, even though they understand that, that they will have kind of a lot more on their plate. All right, yeah, it's so interesting when these rule changes affect so much and the trickle-down effect and how it all plays out, you know, is, is so interesting. So it's cool that you were able to write this story and kind of, you know, dig into the depths of it, uh, and that'll be available on the site a little bit later on this week. Joe, I know there's an interesting position battle going on. I know uh, what's going on right now in the outfield and how is this team, you know, shaping up in terms of bench spots. Uh, I know this is something that's going to play out throughout the spring. All right, so it's interesting because the Cardinals are pretty set in the outfield in terms of their starters, right? But they, But they're their deepest position in camp uh, this spring so far has been their minor league outfielders. It's like they have a lot of young, athletic, speedy uh, types at at the AA and AAA level, and they've been really just battling it out over the first five games, just one playing better than the other. Um, In theory, the fourth outfielder spot on the major league roster would be open, right? Harrison Bader, who was in the big leagues last year, for a little bit, probably has an inside edge um, to take that spot. And, and, and in a perfect world, the Cardinals would like somebody who could play all three outfield positions defensively. However, 
some, they view some of these prospects as potential, you know, everyday players in the major leagues. And because their major league roster is so set right now, the club will have to decide whether it wants these guys to play at the minor league level or sit at the big league level. And, and my instinct is that most of them, like Adolis Garcia, will probably play more at the minor league level. Um, that said, Oscar Mercado has been extremely impressive early in camp. Um, and uh, Harrison Bader has played a lot. Tyler O'Neill stole a base the other day. <laughs> the club is, is in love with his power on, on top of that. And plus he has the ability to play three outfield positions. So um, it's kind of been an embarrassment of riches so far in terms of young outfielders in camp. Uh, it's just the Cardinals don't know if they have they have the kind of the bandwidth to play them, you know, at the major league level, uh, at least in, in the short term. All right. So I'm curious to see how that all plays out uh, for this team. And you'll give us a little bit more insight into that as spring training progresses. That's going to do it for us here on MLB.com Extras, our Cardinals edition. We'll be back next week with a brand new episode. So make sure you stay tuned for that. Thanks, Joe. Appreciate your time. Thanks, Alexa.